Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am Nick. I'm Matt. And here we are again to pull a random monster from a random monster manual. This week in my hand is Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, Monster Manual number 4. And we are open to page 98. These guys have a full two-page spread. That's how beefy they are. Wow. And there's a lot, there's something just, they're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty gosh darn cool. I'll give you that. Okay. They are called a Mage Ripper Swarm. Interesting. A writhing mass of bizarre little creatures swarm across the floor, myriad tentacles waving like antennae. They are eyeless, their bodies little more than gaping jaws filled with teeth, yet they move unerringly toward you. A typical mage ripper is about one foot long and weighs three to five pounds. So, a, a cat, basically. Okay. It seems to be fashioned from a jumble of unrelated pieces with big chewing jaws, insect-like legs, and tentacles like those of a displacer beast. Its coloration is unnatural with overtones of sickly purple, blue, or pink. Circular blotches along the body mark the location of specialized organs that sense magical energy. That's just creepy. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Think about, they're tiny, so think about a literal swarm of them coming at you. Well, they're not that tiny, though. That's what threw me, is I thought they were like a swarm of insect-like creatures. No, it's a swarm of cats. But I guess that's still considered tiny size, because insect would well, be... Okay. We I go, we have this discussion every time. What's below tiny? Diminutive? Is that is that even a thing? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say microscopic, but I know that's not it. No. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, probably diminutive, something along those yeah. lines. But yeah, no, I realize in terms of D&D sense, it's, oh, okay. a, it's a small creature, but it's not, it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. When yeah. you think of a swarm, you think of a spider swarm yeah. or a, a swarm of locusts or something along those lines. This is substantial. Even a swarm of rats is a... A, a rat is a lot smaller than this thing, so... Exactly, yeah, yeah. At least half the size. Yeah. So, some... they Oh, they are a CR6. They... Let's see. Let's get into the, the, the meat and potatoes here. They... A Mage Ripper Swarm consists of around 300 tiny horrors that Holy seek out... Cow. Yeah, I know, 300. Three, that's... What's the footprint on that? There's no way you can get 300... One, I was say, that's one not a foot, foot long square. things in a five foot. There's no way. There's no, no way. But it doesn't say. It doesn't say like a footprint. You know. DM's choice. I would definitely make that. What. Ten by ten at least. Yeah. I mean, I I suppose you get a little volume because they're, they're kind of like roiling on one another. But still, sure. that's. It's, it's not a column of cats. No. <laughs> 300 tiny horrors that seek out and feed on magical energy. The creatures are hazards to spellcasters of all kinds. They're so bizarre that they're unlikely to have arisen naturally. Most scholars believe that they were created deliberately for some purpose. 
A mage ripper swarm relies on non-visual senses to discern its environment. The creatures that make up the swarm can subsist on meat, but they thrive on magical energy and prefer to live where that food source is easy to find. Such swarms are real threats in larger cities, where they infest the magic districts, and in areas inhabited by beings such as elves or fae that use magic routinely. Although they cannot consume the magical energy stored in magic items, the auras of such items still attract mage ripper swarms, much as a candle flame attracts moths. The confused and hungry creatures mill about the item until they are destroyed or find something else to eat. Consuming magical energy allows the creatures to reproduce, increasing the swarm's size. Individual swarm members live only for a year or so, but when the swarm devours magic, its constituent creatures can double their numbers within days. They reproduce asexually, with young budding from the backs of the adults, like mogwais. I'm assuming, right? <laughs> don't feed them magic don't, after midnight. Don't get them, don't get them magic. If a mage ripper swarm grows to double its original size, that is to 20 hit dice, it splits into two swarms with 10 hit dice each. Uh, mage ripper swarms are solely concerned with acquiring sustenance and multiplying. They're not intentionally destructive or malicious, but they do act erratically. They are always chaotic neutral. It sounds like the monster stories or something along those lines the lead the lore and legends of things that like fairy parents tell their kids about to make them go to bed at night yeah they're 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 fae boogeymen yeah they're boogeymen kind of. exactly <laughs> yeah i i get that i feel that cuz it's like it's the it's the story you tell your your kid oh you you don't get off the bed at night cuz the monster will eat your toes you know, it's the same exactly. thing. There's there's a mage ripper swarm under your bed. They'll eat your magic. Don't you come? Don't. Yeah, you come in before it gets dark, or yeah. else the mage ripper swarm will consume you completely. Yeah, <laughs> but they 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 don't actually consume you. They, there's a couple of pieces of mechanics in here that's really interesting in terms of of actually consuming the magic. So they have a, they have a sense magic. Aura within 30 feet, obviously. I mean, they, they don't even... They have blind sense, which is basically they, they're just attracted to magic. Yep. They have a dispelling aura. At the end of each of a Mage Ripper Swarm's turns, it can attempt a dispel check against one randomly selected ongoing spell or spell-like effect on each creature in its space. This works like the area dispel effect of the dispel magic spell with the following differences. The dispelled spell is selected randomly from those currently active on an affected creature rather than being the one with the highest caster level. This ability has no effect on permanent magic items. For each spell dispelled by its aura, a mage ripper swarm gains temporary hit points equal to two times that spell's level. Wow. These temporary hit points last for up to 24 hours, and a swarm can gain a maximum number of temp HP equal to its full normal hit points. A mage ripper swarm that gains the maximum number of temp HP and retains them for the full 24 hours advances one hit die at the end of that period. <laughs> okay. 
increasing its capabilities as normal for advancement. So it's that is that's the mechanic for them reproducing. Exactly. Yeah. How cool is that? Wow. How to 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 see like the gears working on the back end. Absolutely. I I never would have thought of that in a million years. No, not at all. And it, it's very cool to almost plan that out as the DM where you can start with maybe a smaller one and then it gets into a storeroom of magic items or a or a or a maybe a school of of mages mm-hmm. and just kind of starts to absorb that. Yeah, in the environment section it says that they're often found in the cellar of a wizard's enclave or an ancient dungeon where there's inevitably like lots of kind of ambient magic I imagine. Sure. They also have Magic Leech. In addition to dealing damage to creatures whose space it occupies, because inevitably you're going to get the claws and the tentacles and and the bites and all that. Which, let's see, does it have attacks? I don't even see anything for, like, physical damage here. So it doesn't do any damage to the, the physical body itself. It just drains the magic? I... I suppose it has a base attack of plus seven. Oh, it says attack options are distraction or magic leech. Okay, so magic leech. A mage ripper swarm drains away the ability to cast spells and use spell-like abilities feeding on that magical energy. At the end of a mage ripper swarm's turn... Each creature in its space must succeed on a DC 19 will save or lose one prepared spell or spell lot of the highest level available. Jeez. That's awful. The save is a... The the save DC is charisma-based. A creature with a spell-like ability that fails its saving throw loses one daily use of its highest level ability. If this spell-like ability is usable at will, the creature is unable to use it for one minute. If the target has no spells prepared, no remaining spell slots, and no uses of spell-like abilities remaining, this ability has no effect. And I think this is a great time to point out, I've seen spell-like ability, the term spell-like ability, so many times and never really known when it would be pertinent and this is yeah. this is granted i've been playing for a very long time and we've been reading monster manuals for a very long time and this is the first time we've seen it but like it's nice to see that that it is being utilized in some instances we just don't know where they are yeah you just have to turn over the right rock yeah yeah open the right monster manual a mage ripper swarm cannot choose which spell to drain it is determined randomly For each spell drained in this way, a swarm gains temporary hit points equal to five times the spell's level. Wow. Yep. And they, those temp hit points are, work the same as the dispelling aura. So they hit the max. And if they hold that max, then for that 24 hour period, then they, they, they make babies, they bud. (laughs) And then finally distraction. That's the other attack option. It's a fortitude DC 16 save or or the or the person is nauseated for one round. Okay. And that's it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense for a swarm, I suppose. Especially of these things. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's a perfect 
I don't want to say villain necessarily, but it's it's great if you have a bunch of casters in your campaign. Mm. Like they, you get four people together and they all want to play some form of a caster, and then maybe one of them is like a just a fighter to kind of round it out. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that I can see as a DM just having in my back pocket and being able to bring in kind of on the back end and mm-hmm. say, you know, you guys wanted to do this. Let's, let's see how this works. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a fun, I, it, you could take it two ways. You could, you could try to make it almost like a throwaway session where like, it's still, it's still canon and everything, but kind of make it lighthearted just to, just to make the, the high stakes ...ness of it a little less, you know, make it a little less severe. Sure. Or, yeah, like, just just really give them a challenge. And this is this is CR6. You've probably... What do you got at 6? Six, 6th level, like, level 3 spells, maybe? Probably? Something probably, around there? Probably, I, w- I think, yeah. Maybe 4, maybe, if you're lucky. And we're certainly not into any prestige classes or anything like that at six. You'd be very lucky to, to get into prestige, but I, I know like your tank could be a cleric and you would have spell like abilities and, and exactly. you'd have actual spells, you know, I'm not sure you, your fighter or barbarian or something would have anything spell like even at that point. I think they're, they're pretty strictly martial, but yeah. the only thing would be if you try to, if you multi-class, yeah, I mean, if yeah, you're right. If you're thinking of of a prestige down the line, and you've taken your one level in wizard or whatever, you know that there goes that level basically. Exactly. Yeah, and so so there there are certainly a lot of options to to play with things with access to spells and spell like abilities. So so this is, I would be very impressed if half of your party was not affected by this thing oh for sure there aren't a whole lot of classes i think that don't have a little dip in something magical whether it's a spell or a spell like ability you know maybe what like a barbarian or or the fighter right and that's pretty much yeah i i mean if you're thinking if you're thinking three five like barbarian fighter rogue even true you could you could build into to some some spell stuff if you if you wanted to but you had to be really like intricate and plan it out so in general like a, a rogue was just was pretty martial i think yeah, uh, ranger I would... oh i think i think i don't know i'm trying to remember ranger in three five i think they had spell like abilities too i think there's a path you can go down for yeah. a spell like ability mm-hmm. there yeah i guess it really depends on the level and the build for just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're thinking, if we're thinking up, up because this is CR six, you, you're, you're more, you're most say party of, of five. I always, my, my default is party of five, just because that's, that's the ideal for me as a nice full party. I think you always default to, f- to, to four, to four. Yeah, yeah. That's what I usually do. Cause that's, is that's in the guidelines of like, that's what a CR six means is a party of four sixes, not necessarily a party of five. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So four sixes. Yeah. Probably three quarters of those will be affected by this at least. Yeah. Which makes it great. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you hope for Mm -hmm. is not to 
really hamper an entire party, but to at least have a, a few of them sweating, maybe some more than others. I mean, your, mm. your wizard or your sorcerer or something like that. It's definitely something that if I was in that position, I would be scared to have to try to deal with, especially if we only had maybe one martial class in the group. Yeah, which even even one is a boon because what's the most that's going to happen to to your barbarian? They're going to get nauseated. True. You know, but that's a it's a that save is con based, so the barbarian's probably not going to get hit with it. You know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And and the magic leech is a will based, so your casters will have a higher chance of avoiding that as well. So it's it's not it's not the deck is not fully stacked against the caster. For sure. Yeah. But this is this is one of those you this is in this is an in between two chunks of RP where you you start your session with a, a little light RP basically just setting them up to go face this thing. However you want to set it up whether it's intentional or intentional that they go and hunt this swarm out or they accidentally come upon it, whatever. But at the end of this encounter, they, they're they not going to be able to fight anything else, I can't imagine. Yeah, this isn't the build-up to something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So so it's it's one of those, like, go make them really sweat and then they go back to town or or they have another RP sesh. They, like, they get to the next stop. But it's it's a nice, it's a nice. It really it's it's one of the best of of all of the ones that we've seen. It's one of the best random encounters to really tie in the the idea behind the podcast. It's one of the best random encounters that I've seen, a- aside from like the taunting haunt. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. It's it's definitely got a, a really specific purpose and a really specific way to play it as well where you can't make it a a part of something bigger really without you know having those like you said that that rp bridge or you know some kind of break in between like you Mm -hmm. could link everything together but it's not going to be one of those things where this is in the third room of a 10 room dungeon well yeah and that was that was the oh and and spellcasting in three five if I remember correctly was way way more stingy with spells and spell slots and and way more particular I think so yeah so so using a spell slot was really if I remember correctly like a wizard had like three spell slots and the rest of the time you were just hitting things with a staff yeah <laughs> if and I if I remember correctly it's not like you won't be using a spell or to to do any damage to this. So not only are you possibly losing one, but you're also using slots. Yeah, maybe maybe the trick is to just burn this thing down as fast as possible. I think that might be it. That yeah. being said, it, and, and basically it's one of those like, you use it or lose it, so pop all your high-level stuff now. You might as well, right? right. I mean, it... But you're gonna. You, there's no guarantee. But. You're you're gonna get through, uh, assuming they don't have any foreknowledge of what this is going into it. They're gonna get through at least one round of at least one person losing a spell before they realize, or even have a hint of what the heck's going on. 
you know, so, so they, yeah. they won't necessarily, they think it's a swarm of these kind of weird, fuzzy tentacly things. Eh, we can get through this. We'll slog through it. You know, they, they won't be popping their level threes at the start, exactly. you know, he'll just throw us a fireball at a swarm. Like you would any other normal swarm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize that this high level, whatever spell is now gone. And yeah, that's that's when the panic sets in, and yeah. that's when it's the the DM. You kind of rub your fingers together like Mister Burns. Yeah, it's it's very diabolic to throw this at your players. Uh, I want to go back. I'm going to go back to your. You wouldn't throw this in the third room of a ten ten room dungeon. That's the only way that I can see this. Not kind of really as a random encounter, as it's almost a trap in in a dungeon or or like a castle keep or something where the whoever owns the castle for lack of a better term we'll say strad strad owns the castle and they open this this door to a room that has a magic item in the middle of it with a swarm of these kind of all around it and then your party steps in door closes and they have to deal with it I can see that, and I was honestly thinking of something similar, like maybe there's a magical trap, and these things are in addition to said magical trap, because they're obviously attracted to that as well. Mm. But that's that's brutal. Yeah. That is not no, it, nice it, at all. At least with mine, they get the magic item if they, if they clear out the room. True. And maybe you can find a way to allow them a a long rest. Maybe at this point they have some sort of item that allows them to just kind of settle up for the night and not yeah. not be detected. Right. You know, almost like the the elvish cloaks in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or or it's it's a a cask of of say you you have a, you have a party of 3. You have a party of 4 rather. It's a cask of 3 potions that that refill two or three slots sure know? yeah and if it's four if it's four casters you have to decide who doesn't get the potion or if you've got one marshal in there you're lucky and the other three get get the potions you know yeah it's it sounds similar to like i think when we were talking about the rust monster oh yeah you, yeah you would have you would have the rust monster in there but either attached to the room with the rust monster or somewhere shortly down the line, you'd have almost that get out of jail free card where if you lost a weapon, you, there would be an armory. So you would have to have something kind of built in where if you had even two of your party there that lost a a high level spell slot, Mm -hmm. some way for them to get it back without, really hampering them for the rest of the the entire dungeon crawl. Right. Yeah, I don't want to say I don't want to say reward more like an apology. <laughs> more like <laughs> like you know, you don't you don't want people to be miserable for the rest of of that game, you know. It's an act of contrition. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an unspoken agreement of yes, I put you through this, but Thank you for letting me throw a mage ripper swarm at you. Here you go. Yeah, you know, and exactly. it, and it's a it's a super unique challenge. We've not seen anything like this. 
No, I mean, we've seen swarms. We've seen some really cool monsters, but it is. It's a very unique thing that that you can really utilize in just a really creepy way to, you know, I want, I'll go back to the rust monster. It's, it's, we'll use the SAT analogy where the rust monster is to fighter as the mage ripper swarm is to wizard. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It is, it's almost like they said, let's, let's make a, a wizard version of this. I, I don't know why I never put those two together, but it's, it's pretty spot on. Yeah, and it's really cool that it's like they could have easily just done a another rust monster or another just singular beast with that capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to make it a swarm and to make it so laser focused, like it doesn't even do damage. Right. Yeah. That's how cool it is. You just get sick, but but it doesn't do damage. Yeah. Because it's so yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 pretty cool. I like that. I like that idea. A lot, but the 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 thing about the rust monster is that's permanent. You know, if you're if your your blade gets rusted away, regardless of magical item or not, if it gets rusted away, it's gone. Whereas this, you just need your rest. You know, you just need to to get a a full eight, and you're fine. True, but it does. It's more potent in the actual combat itself because mm. you may you're a fighter you lose your sword you probably have a axe or a staff of some kind yeah. some other kind of weapon that you can use even a dagger where if you lose a high level spell slot that is that's pretty hampering for that combat yeah that's a, that's a very potent tool in your in your arsenal that's gone Exactly. I think that's where the balance comes between those two creatures. Yeah. And I think I don't quite remember the mechanics, but I I don't think if if you're you hit your sword on the rust monster, it instantly turned to rust and you couldn't use it. I think you could use it a couple more times, right? I don't think I, it was I do an believe automatic. It was damaged, yeah. yeah. Okay. So just a couple more numbers out of this guy. We said CR6 8C is 18. The HP is 55, which is that kind of small for six or no? It sounds like it. Yeah. Generally, monsters have more, more hit points than players. Is that right? Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Though the AC sounds a lot larger than I would assume for a swarm. He, he gets a plus two for size, plus four for dex and plus two for natural. Hmm. Okay. Because I don't, I don't understand. It's a tiny aberration, but it's a swarm. So it's the, the, the individual creature is tiny, but the swarm is not right. Exactly. If it's 300 of them, it's not tiny. Yeah. There's no way, but I don't, I, I don't see anything by way of they fill up this amount of space Oh, but size, size plus two means it's bigger, right? The big, the bigger your size, you get, you get a, a size bonus, don't you? To your AC? No, I think, or I you think get a, smaller, you get a size bonus. Because you're harder, you're harder to, hit. to hit. What? This is, yeah. this is really confusing. 
maybe there are there's a base rule for like swarms in general you know that that we're we're missing somewhere but it's it's a bit confusing here it might be one of those house rule things too where you might have to go into it and and doctor oh space 10 feet there it is okay so it's 300 cats in a 10 10 by 10 so it's a, a two by two square i'm assuming yep. right yeah yeah so that's a that's a decent sized footprint but because it's swarm they can occupy the space of their enemy so they exactly. they get all up in there it it is one of those things where if you come across this a you'd better hope that it's in a larger room mm. and b like your first step is to scatter and yeah. just try to take it out from far away. Yeah, hope hope that one person is targeted and and they get sacrificed. That's true. That's a really good point. I forgot about that. That ideally your casters are going to be far away from one another or far enough back that they have time to be strategic because the movement on this is only twenty. Oh, okay. So, if you put this in a small room, your fighter doesn't care, but you're really hampering your casters then. A small room or a hallway yeah. in a dungeon. Yep. Yeah. Because they will pass right through your fighter. They'll go right through his space. Take. I wonder if swarms take attacks of opportunity. No, I don't no. believe that they do. So they'll, they'll just squeeze right by. and Oh, and they can't be critted on because they're a swarm too. Correct, I think. Yep. That's true. Except for like an area of effect spell, I imagine. It's just more powerful. I would, I would imagine, yeah. yeah. I'd play it that way, at least. Yeah, I, I like these guys. Really cool. Really cool challenge. Really cool, just a quick puzzle room, or not puzzle room, but like trap room, really. Yep. Or just imagine if your, your players are walking down the hall and they trigger, like, the floor to open in front of them, and this comes, like, up over the lip, this swarm. Who? Or just, or down. Or down, like the it drops on them. Away. Like yeah. balloons. Like, like the worst political. <laughs> like Pennywise. <laughs> like Pennywise. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, so one through ten, how many tentacled furry horror balloons would you, would you give the Mage Ripper Swarm? Very specific. I would... I would go with a solid four. What? Yeah. You are so over them all over the map. <laughs> uh, I like it. I think it's a cool random encounter. I think five is my cutoff for like the the real campaign building stuff. You 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 really you really you're really strict on your numbers in terms of that scale. You really like look for that campaign building, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. And this, but what that tells me is this is the high end of the random encounter. Like this is top of the heap. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, although you, you gave the quickling a four as well. Yeah. I don't, if I, I remember just... correctly. I, I think I liked the quickling. With a four? I... Sure. <laughs> I'll never understand. 
I'll never understand. <laughs> I always go way too high. You always go way too low. Yeah. We need to, you know, we need to do next time is we need to write down our numbers privately and then like the newlywed game then, yeah exactly and then reveal them and then just take the average that's all fair enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts on the the mage ripper swarm no i think i i really like it i like the the new kind of flavor of of swarm that this is mm-hmm. and i mean if you're homebrewing a game and you want something uh similar to to this and you want to make something up, let us know what, what that might be. If you want to target a specific class or a specific kind of Ooh, player. Or an ability, yeah. Or an ability, exactly. You know, that definitely let us know what, what that might be and how you might utilize that against your players. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Even if it's even if it's so homebrew specific, like your players are this specific thing. So how would how would you tweak the mage ripper swarm to 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 cater to their strengths and weaknesses exactly does it have a, a fire resistance yeah something along or, those or does lines. it consume yeah. fire you know are they like little salamanders or something instead yeah. salamander swarm perfect boom yeah that's that's awesome done yeah yeah give give us your ideas see how they fit into your campaign let us know reach out to us at moms at fecklessmoms.com or scamper on over to fecklessmoms.com and there's a contact us form right on that home page and while you're there click on over to the random encounters page and see the entire list of monster manuals that we're working with so that is it for random encounters this week come on back next week for another random monster from a random monster manual thanks so much for listening goodbye Hey, Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.